Second Chronicles chapter 11. <clears throat> when Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he mobilized the house of Judah and Benjamin, 180,000 choice warriors, to fight against Israel to restore the reign to Rehoboam. But the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God, say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, to all Israel in Judah and Benjamin and to the rest of the people. This is what the Lord says. You are not to march up and fight against your brothers. Each of you must return home, for this incident has come from me. So they listened to what the Lord said and turned back from going against Jeroboam. Rehoboam stayed in Jerusalem, and he fortified cities in Judah. He built up Bethlehem, Etam, Tekoa, Beth Zur, Soko, Adulam, Gath, Merishah, Zipf, Adoraim, Lachish, Azekah, Zorah, Ajalan, and Hebron, which are fortified cities in Judah and in Benjamin. He strengthened their fortifications and put leaders in them with supplies of food, oil, and wine. He also put large shields and spears in each and every city to make them very strong. So Judah and Benjamin were his, the priests and Levites from all their regions throughout Israel took their stand with Rehoboam. For the Levites left their pasture lands and their possessions and went to Judah and Jerusalem because Jeroboam and his sons refused to let them serve as priests of Yahweh. Jeroboam appointed his own priests for the high places the goat demons, and the golden calves he had made, those from every tribe of Israel, who had determined in their hearts to seek Yahweh. Their God followed the Levites to Jerusalem to sacrifice to Yahweh, the God of their ancestors. So they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and supported Rehoboam, son of Solomon, for three years, because they walked in the way of David and Solomon for three years. Rehoboam married Mahalath, daughter of David's son Jeremoth, and of Abihel, daughter of Jesse's son Eliab. She bore sons to him, Jeush. Shemariah, and Zaham. After her, he married Makah, daughter
daughter of Absalom. She bore Abijah, Atei, Ziza, and Shalomoth to him. Rehoboam loved Makkah, daughter of Absalom, more than all his wives and concubines. He acquired 18 wives and 60 concubines and was the father of 28 sons and 60 daughters. Rehoboam appointed Abijah, son of Makkah, as chief leader among his brothers, intending to make him king. Rehoboam also showed discernment by dispersing some of his sons to all the regions of Judah and Benjamin and to all the fortified cities. He gave them plenty of provisions and sought many wives for them. Second Chronicles chapter 12. When Rehoboam had established his sovereignty and royal power, he abandoned the law of the Lord, he and all Israel with him, because they were unfaithful to the Lord. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam, Shishak, king of Egypt, went to war against Jerusalem with 1,200 chariots, 60,000 cavalrymen, and countless people who came with him from Egypt, Libyans, Sukkim, and Cushites. He captured the fortified cities of Judah and came as far as Jerusalem. Then Shemaiah the prophet went to Rehoboam and the leaders of Judah who were gathered at Jerusalem because of Shishak. He said to them, This is what the Lord says. You have abandoned me. Therefore, I have abandoned you into the hand of Shishak. So the leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, Yahweh is righteous. When the Lord saw that they had humbled themselves, the Lord's message came to Shemaiah. They have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them, but will grant them a little deliverance. My wrath will not be poured out on Jerusalem through Shishak. However, they will become his servants so that they may recognize the difference between serving me and serving the kingdoms of other lands. So King Shishak of Egypt went to war against Jerusalem. He seized the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the treasuries of the royal palace. He took everything. He took the gold shields that Solomon had made. King Rehoboam made bronze shields 
in their place and committed them into the care of the captains of the royal escorts who guarded the entrance to the king's palace. Whenever the king entered the Lord's temple, the royal escorts would carry the shields and take them back to the royal escorts' armory. When Rehoboam humbled himself, the Lord's anger turned away from him, and he did not destroy him completely. Besides that, conditions were good in Judah. King Rehoboam established his royal power in Jerusalem. Rehoboam was 41 years old when he became king and reigned 17 years in Jerusalem. The city of the Lord had chosen from all the tribes of Israel to put his name. Rehoboam's mother's name was Ramah the Ammonite. Rehoboam did what was evil because he did not determine in his heart to seek the Lord. The events of Rehoboam's reign from beginning to end are written in the events of Shemaiah, the prophet, and of Edo, the seer, concerning genealogies. There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam throughout their reigns. Rehoboam rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. His son, Abijah, became king in his place. Revelation chapter 2. Write to the angel of the church in Ephesus, the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and who walks among the seven gold lampstands, says, I know your works, your labor, and your endurance, and that you cannot tolerate evil. You have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and you have found them to be liars. You also possess endurance and have tolerated many things because of my name and have not grown weary. But I have this against you. You, you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember then how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. Otherwise, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Yet you do have this. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate.
Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. I will give the victor the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in God's paradise. Write to the angel of the church of Smyrna, the first and the last, the one who was dead and came to life, says, I know your affliction and poverty, yet you are rich. I know the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of a synagogue of Satan. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. Look, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison to test you, and you will have affliction for ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. The victor will never be harmed by the second death. Write to the angel of the church in Pergamum, the one who has the sharp double-edged sword, says, I know where you live, where Satan's throne is, and you are holding on to my name and did not deny your faith in me. Even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness who is killed among you where Satan lives, but I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to place a stumbling block in front of the Israelites to eat meat, sacrifice to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. In the same way, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore, repent. Otherwise, I will come to you quickly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. I will give the victor some of the hidden manna. I will also give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name is inscribed that no one knows except 
the one who receives it. Write to the angel of the church in Thyatira, the son of God, the one whose eyes are like a fiery flame and whose feet are like fine bronze, says, I know your works, your love, faithfulness, service, and endurance. Your last works are greater than the first, but I have this against you. You tolerate the woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and teaches and deceives my slaves to commit sexual immorality and to eat meat sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to repent of her sexual immorality. Look, I will throw her into a sick bed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of her practices. I will kill her children with the plague. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who examines minds and hearts. And I will give to each of you according to your works. I say to the rest of you in Thyatira who do not hold this teaching, who haven't known the deep things of Satan, as they say, I do not put any other burden on you, but hold on to what you have until I come, the one who is victorious and keeps my works to the end. I will give him authority over the nations and he will shepherd them with an iron scepter. He will shatter them like pottery. Just as I have received this from my father, I will also give him the morning star. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Zephaniah chapter 3. Woe to the city that is rebellious and defiled, the oppressive city. She is not obeyed. She is not accepted discipline. She is not trusted in Yahweh. She is not drawn near to her God. The princes within her are roaring lions. Her judges are wolves of the night, which leave nothing for the morning. Her prophets are reckless, treacherous men. Her priests profane the sanctuary. They do violence to instruction. The righteous Lord 
is in her. He does no wrong. He applies his justice morning by morning. He does not fail at dawn. Yet the one who does wrong knows no shame. I have cut off nations. Their corner towers are destroyed. I have laid waste their streets with no one to pass through. Their cities lie devastated, without a person, without an inhabitant. I thought you will certainly fear me and accept correction. Then her dwelling place would not be cut off based on all that I had allocated to her. However, they became more corrupt in all their actions. Therefore, wait for me. This is the Lord's declaration. Until the day I rise up for plunder, for my decision is to gather nations, to assemble kingdoms, in order to pour out my indignation on them. All my burning anger for the whole earth will be consumed by the fire of my jealousy. For I will then restore pure speech to the peoples so that all of them may call on the name of Yahweh and serve him with a single purpose from beyond the rivers of Cush. My supplicants, my dispersed people will bring an offering to me. On that day, you will not be put to shame because of everything you have done in rebelling against me. For then I will remove your proud, arrogant people from among you, and you will never again be haughty on my holy mountain. I will leave a meek and humble people among you, and they will take refuge in the name of Yahweh, the remnant of Israel will no longer do wrong or tell lies. A deceitful tongue will not be found in their mouths, but they will pasture and lie down with nothing to make them afraid. Sing for joy, daughter Zion. Shout loudly, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has removed your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The King of Israel, Yahweh, is among you. You need no longer fear harm. On that day, it will be said to Jerusalem, 
Do not fear, Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. Yahweh, your God, is among you a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will bring you quietness with his love. He will delight in you with shouts of joy. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will bring you quietness with his love. He will delight in you with shouts of joy. I will gather those who have been driven from the appointed festivals. They will be a tribute from you and a reproach on her. Yes, at that time, I will deal with all who afflict you. I will save the lame and gather the scattered. I will make those who were disgraced throughout the earth receive praise and fame. At that time, I will bring you back. Yes, at that time, I will gather you. I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes. Yahweh has spoken. The Gospel according to John. The Gospel according to John, chapter 1. In the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God. In the beginning, all things were created through him. And apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. Life was in him, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man named John who was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light, the true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was created through him. Yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, 
He gave them the light to be children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh and took up residence among us. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him and exclaimed, This was the one of whom I said, The one after me has surpassed me because he existed before me. Indeed, we have all received grace after grace from his fullness. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God the one and only Son, the one who is at the Father's side. He has revealed him. This is John's testimony. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, Who are you? He did not refuse to answer, but he declared, I am not the Messiah. What then? They asked him, Are you Elijah? I am not, he said. Are you the prophet? No, he answered. Who are you then? Who are you then? They asked. We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What can you tell us about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Just as Isaiah the prophet said, Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. So they asked him, why then do you baptize if you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet? I baptize with water, John answered them. Someone stands among you, but you don't know him. He is the one coming after me, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to untie. All this happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin 
of the world. Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Here is the, the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. This is the one I told you about. After me comes a man who has surpassed me because he existed before me. I didn't know him, but I came baptizing with water so he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I watched the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and he rested on him i didn't know him but he who sent me to baptize with water told me the one you see the spirit descending and resting on he is the one who baptizes with the holy spirit i have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. I have seen he is the one who baptizes with the Holy, the one you see, the Spirit descending and resting on. He is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God, the Son, he is the Son of God. Again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples when he saw Jesus passing by. He said, look, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and noticed them following him, he asked them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and you'll see, he replied. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about 10 in the morning. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John and followed him. He first found his own brother Simon, and told him, We have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means anointed one. And he brought Simon to Jesus. When Jesus saw him, he said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called 
Cephas, which means rock. The next day, which means rock. The next day, he decided to leave for Galilee. Jesus found Philip and told him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and so did the prophets. Jesus, the son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathanael asked him. Come and see, Philip answered. Then Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said about him, Here is a true Israelite. No deceit is in him. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you, Jesus answered. Rabbi, Nathanael replied, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus responded to him, Do you believe only because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I assure you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man.